Welcome to the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall, joined today with a great guest, actually lead advisor and portfolio manager for U.S. Private Wealth and Wall Private Wealth. And we're talking today about the idea of new year, new investments. The question is, the calendar has changed. I don't know if you knew that or not, but it is now 2023. So if you're writing old school checks, make sure you don't put 22 up there on the upper right. I've done that before. Don't do that. It won't work, right? Make sure you put 2023. The question, though, is in relation to your investments, should you maybe look for some different strategy? The market was significantly down last year. Uh, not everybody was down, but the market was down. And many folks out there in the market and many folks out there in the investment world We'll call it investment land today, have been negative again. But there's been some strategy that actually was positive. So the question is, should you, because it's a new year, look at changing your investment structure? New year, new investments. We're going to talk about it on the Invest Well Show. All right, so here we are, Dalton. First off, thanks for taking a minute Absolutely. out of the day. I know you got a busy day to join us on the show. A mm -hmm. uh, little, little um, uh, full disclosure: you guys know I have multiple companies, and uh, one of the things that we've done for twenty plus years is help families protect, grow, reduce taxes. They're also the sponsors of these shows. That's how these shows are powered. The goal is to share information. But I wanted to bring Dalton in because he's his feet is pretty close to the fire as far as what's happening not only from our portfolio directly for our families that we're serving, but also yeah. what's happening with some of the news that's coming out there today. We've seen layoffs, Dalton, from, yeah. from big companies like Goldman Sachs and others. We've seen you know conversation about what's happening with the Fed, mm -hmm. um, whether or not they're going to raise rates again or not. So let's right. take a minute and just jump in and unpack some of those things that we're seeing now as we're recording this January 12th. Yeah, so the, obviously the question I think is kind of shifted at this point to not if the Fed is going to raise interest rates, but by how much and how frequently. And, um, you know, they're still trying to get their inflation number down to the target 2%. Obviously, that's a, a big, uh, important role for them to make sure there's, you know, uh, fair employment and then also uh, low inflation, right? So around their target 2%. Um, so the question has really become, you know, how much are they going to raise it by? Obviously, end of the month, people are expecting 25 basis point rate hike, which is 25% of 1% for people who aren't familiar with that term. But uh, the question could be, it could be 50 basis points. So we don't know yet, obviously. But, you know, really trying to keep a, a, a focus on not specifically the Fed, but the overarching theme, which is there's still obviously inflation out there. And the idea is that we need to bring that down to the 2% mark. Yeah, and we know that consumer prices fell 0.1% in December, yep. which is almost nothing, but it shows a little mm. bit of a slowdown, right? Yeah, um, And that's what they're trying to do. And, and a lot of times, I know many of you out there, as you look at this, you think about things like, where does this whole inflation thing come from? What is the Fed really all about? What is the purpose? What are the goal? You may not know, but the Fed's primarily job, primary job is to keep inflation intact. That's really what they do. That's their purpose. That's their goal uh, to, to help facilitate that as well as other you know, monetary policy and things like that. But, you know, when we take a look at slowdown and we take a look at growth, I know there's a lot of conversation, uh, Dalton, mm -hmm. around whether or not this inflation that we're seeing has really been manipulated in some ways or even created in some ways. You know, when you talk about some of the slowdown that happened from some of the things we've seen in past. COVID. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we talk about the idea of uh, supply chain and all of this other stuff. Right. You know, that just warrants the reality that this is often the reason some of these things have occurred. 
along with the fact that we just have a workforce today that is not really mm-hmm. interested in putting the kind of work, being diligent and working hard. But in relation to some of the other things that we're seeing, and I think this is important, you know, we want to talk to you about some things that we're seeing with big companies. What are they doing? What is the footprint of what some of these companies are doing? And Dalton, we're right. seeing a lot of these companies. And by the way, we're going to talk a little later in the show what you should be thinking about and why this affects directly your investments and what you should be thinking about to potentially shift, change, alter your investments to really be prepared, whether things, Mm -hmm. uh, currency gets tokenized, which was referred to by Larry from uh, BlackRock. CBDC, Um, yeah. Yeah, and and some of the other things. But let's talk about some of the layoffs that we're seeing with some of these larger companies. Yeah, so obviously moving into the lane of a recession, right? If we're not there already, we're moving into that lane, unfortunately. And what does that Um, mean for those out there listening? Well, recession, technical technically means consecutive months of, of negative GDP. Right. Um, but we're moving into that lane where it's it's starting to become not the, the, the fears that inflation is going to become entrenched, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what the Fed is trying to navigate and make sure that, you know, inflation isn't here to stay. Mm-hmm. So with the, when it comes to the layoffs, you're, ma- ma- you're primarily looking at banking, so big banking, and then also big tech, mm-hmm. right? So uh, and primarily it's from the high interest rates that are coming from the Fed. So they're raising interest rates. We're about four and a quarter to four and a half percent federal interest rates right now. Um, and it's looking like that's going to continue to go over uh, probably over five percent. Yeah. And I was um, surprised when we saw we got a kind of a, a wire through that, you know, Goldman laid off thirty five hundred employees, Gold, Goldman yeah. Sachs. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And it's it's just kind of reflective of you know, these companies trying to cut expenses right now and yeah. really weather the storm. So when that's happening, we obviously want to take a step back with the portfolio and make sure we're buying into things that have more value and aren't um, highly focused towards speculation or growth. So if people are in a place right now where their investments are primarily all in the markets, right? Um, and a lot of folks out there that are that way, there might mm-hmm. be some that have elements of real estate, but it's you know, it's it's bought potentially through a publicly traded REIT, possibly. Sure. That's fully liquid. That's that's a benefit of it. But mm-hmm. the disadvantage is it's kind of correlated with the overall markets, right? right? If the market's right. a rising tide will lift all boats. That's exactly right. And when the right. water goes out, it's going out for everybody. So what are you seeing right now are some things that investors <clears throat> should be thinking about as they're trying to commandeer their wealth? Um, you know, a little bit differently for the future. So one of the things I've, I've been thinking about, and obviously I actually brought it up on a, a meeting today with a client we were having. And um, the idea is that, you know, billions of dollars moved off of public markets last year and into things like alternative investments, hedge funds, uh, real estate, private equity, things like that. Uh, and that's that's focused around what we've been doing for a long time. You know that, obviously. But, you know, keeping following the big money, right? Because people know... Um, you know, some of those large fund managers know where things are starting to move in terms of a global recession, mm-hmm. potentially. Um, so they're positioning themselves and they've already done that. So you're, if you're at that point where you're reevaluating now, I think you need to be a little bit more proactive, honestly, with what you're doing and make sure you're positioning well for the future because we're, you don't want to be playing catch up, you know, once, once, uh, you know, a recession does technically hit. And I think it's important because, you know, what happens, Dalton, a lot of times is investors, unfortunately, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, um, the turtle or whatever, or the rabbit or, you know, the, whatever it is that you put in the pot of water. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called right now. Put it in the pot of water. It gets warmer. Right. David, our producer's over here looking at me, smile, <laughs> laughing at me. But I can't, you know, put it in the pot of water mm-hmm. and it gets a little bit warmer. It gets a little bit right. warmer. It gets a little, and then ends up cooking in the pot because it's comfortable with right. it, right? Mm-hmm. And so similarly with investments, what happens is, A lot of times investors or people, so Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this out there, tune in right now. If you're watching this out there, tune in right now. You can often find yourself 
in a place where you are suffering from financial amnesia, right? You're literally in a place where you're you're forgetting, uh, which is one of the chapters in the mm -hmm. book that I wrote, Retire Once, Retire right. Well. But you're forgetting uh, what happened in the past, right? We sometimes can focus just on today and tomorrow and next week. Mm -hmm. The past is important. We don't want to live there. We don't want to stay there. But we do want to learn from it and look to try and improve. And so what happens a lot of times is, you know, people are in a place where the sediment from most mm -hmm. of the financial industry, most advisors, most firms, regardless of where they've come from, whether they're newer in the space or older in the space, a lot of firms have had some element of working for a larger firm at some time. Right in their career. Now, I never had that. I started independent all the way. Mm -hmm. But when they have that um, larger firm perspective, it's really a Wall Street driven perspective. It is. The markets, mm -hmm. the markets, the stock markets, and that's really the only game in town. Sure. And unfortunately, what's happened is, is the overall economy has shifted. Investment philosophy has shifted. It and has. so how important is that right now for investors, Dalton, to be saying, okay, <clears throat> maybe I did things this way in the past. Mm-hmm. But I really need to be rethinking what I'm doing in the future right. because the markets today are different than they were in the 2000s and Definitely. 90s, and et cetera, et cetera. Definitely. Well, that's always the name of the game with investing. You always got to be thinking about what's shifting and moving, but you hit points in time where there's really fundamental shifts, right? And I think we've kind of reached that point with coming through COVID, some of the economic issues that we've had, um, digital assets, right? Mm -hmm. So. Um, the idea of a CBDC, who knows if that'll happen, but there's a there's a shift towards uh, more and more blockchain focused technology that yeah. being incorporated and in a lot of the businesses we've looked at that. Yeah, uh, with and major we're seeing, corporations, we're seeing large companies and endowments and universities right. invest billions of dollars right. in blockchain technology. So it's not going away. By the way, if you looked at that, and you said, oh, my gosh, I saw FTX and that scared me from blockchain and even sure. digital currency, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, at the end of the day, I, I really believe that was a little bit of a smoke and mirrors play, Dalton, because mm -hmm. when you take a look at it, I mean, they had an they had a, a valuation that wasn't real. Right. Right. And mm -hmm. then they went and borrowed on that valuation. Sure. And then all of a sudden the, the loan basically got called in some aspects or people wanted to sell shares yep. or different things like that. And mm -hmm. they're like, well, you know, the value is not really real. Right. And exactly. so there's nothing there. And all of a sudden we find that the money's been spent here and been spent there right. and been spent here. Um, and uh, somebody had too many Twinkies along the way is, <laughs> is the bottom line. So, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that the fundamental or underlying crypto slash digital currency market is is has changed or gone away. No. It did, I believe, va add value to the space because it weeded out some yeah. of those meme coins and things that then actually have real utility. So yeah. when you talk about tokenization of, of, of uh, assets and things like that, I mean, we are moving towards a digital currency. And I know one of the things that we've talked about offhand and we've done directly and you've been involved in as mm -hmm. well is preparing families, preparing clients for that. So as investors are looking at that, what, what would you say one or two things they need to be thinking about mm -hmm. as currency potentially shifts uh, to be tokenized or digitized in some capacity? What does that look like in your mindset? People need to really, really be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. Well, so a few things there. I think number one, if you're a traditional 60-40 split between stocks and bonds, number one, I don't really like fixed income personally this year or bonds, I should say, uh, just based off of where interest rates are headed, number one. Uh, Market-wise, I think that can still be diversified and look for value there. Obviously, being a little, treading a little bit more lightly is we're still having high inflation. Um, but thinking about moving assets, obviously, off market mm -hmm. is one thing for sure. Private equity, real estate is still something that as long as you're specific and focused, right? So not just 
broad generalization of real estate, but specific and focused with what you want to buy. Um, and then the other thing is obviously something that you were just mentioning, which is digital assets mm -hmm. and not just for currency. Uh, when, you know, when BlackRock was speaking recently, CEO of BlackRock, um, the, one of the big things was uh, with securitization too. Mm -hmm. So with equities, essentially mm -hmm. moving more towards that token space. Why? Because it's more efficient. Um, you know, you don't have as many uh, of the middlemen mm -hmm. as you would have traditionally. The market makers, the spread, a lot exactly. of the stuff in the middle, mm -hmm. the fat gets kind of get gets thrown out right which, which could, is great for the investor it is great for the investor that's obviously going to be something that's kind of long term i see mm -hmm. you know happening over the years so maybe that's not an immediate um you know need for the portfolio but i still think there's that that shift that's happening right now and you have to incorporate multiple assets in order to to really capture return well and and, and not only that um just to kind of start to land the plane here for you you know a lot of people don't realize when you take a look at private equity there's a variety of different ways to enter right. private equity right sure. and so most traditional people when they look at private equity it's in a place where you know it could be buying into private companies it could be real estate what we like in using private equity obviously is buying into private companies right um and using a fund style structure which gives mm -hmm. uh, flexibility there's no debt on the on the on the play there's right. Uh, opportunity for upside, you know, potential. There's uh, no capital calls, which is very mm -hmm. attractive, especially when you look at uh, traditional private equity. I mean, the last thing you want to do, by the way, is get into an investment, right? And you're there uh, six months, a year, a year and a half in, and the people that were creating the fund or creating, you know, whatever you're invested in, didn't do a great job of right. preparing really for what was needed from a capital stack perspective. And now they're like, hey, we're out of money, right? And if right. and if we don't if we don't raise capital, do a capital call with all of our investors and say, hey mm -hmm. guys, we need more money in order for us to continue to go down the finish line to right. finish this, uh, that's a bad place to be. Nobody yeah. wants to give money to a place that mm -hmm. maybe wasn't done well with in the, in the very beginning. It's and so be a loss leader. looking at private equity in places and in investing in places where you have liquidity after one year, where you're in a place where you have no capital call, capital call capability, um, and really nice returns, strong, mm -hmm. low, mid-teen returns, you know, annually. So these are things that we want to be looking at. Dalton, thanks so much for taking a few minutes. Any Absolutely. last thought that you want to share uh, just in overall general markets or a trends that you're seeing that you believe are important for investors to be thinking about right now? Yeah, short term, I still like, you know, oil was one of the big plays last year, yeah. uh, energy in general. And then, uh, you know, I think we're, we're still could potentially have you know, high oil prices yeah. uh, by the barrel, uh, specifically if China reopens, that'll be a big uh, factor in, you know, the the pace of how they do that. So I think oil is something that, you know, people should focus on. Uh, focus on your, you know, your conservative investments, mm -hmm. the, um, you know, value-based or commodities-based. Um, get that in line, and then you can kind of look at some of the more maybe riskier asset classes. Yeah, that's good. That's good mm -hmm. thoughts. Thanks so much for taking some time Absolutely. again. Dalton Helby, uh, lead advisor and portfolio manager for U.S. Private Wealth, Wall Private Wealth. And as you know, I lead those companies as I wear other hats. But I just wanted to bring him on because I wanted to share some sentiment and thought as we're seeing kind of like feet to the fire as far as what's happening with investments, markets, trends, et cetera. And I think the biggest overriding theme, if you've heard me in the past and you hear me now talk about it, it's the idea of proactivity. That is so important. You know, most of you that are listening to this, maybe you're younger and you're growing your wealth. Maybe you're older and you have wealth, but you're working hard for what you have. And, and the last thing that we want to do is spend the time and the energy and the effort to work hard for what we have, build some wealth, 
uh, have a portfolio that that is has some significant value, and then not really pay attention because we're just kind of using antiquated technology. It, it would be like you know, once you get a brand new car with brand new GPS that works flawlessly, or you get Siri that's working for you, and you ask you know to do this and that or whatever, and then you go back to the old flip phone that doesn't have that. If you've gotten used to some of the new tech and you go back to the old, you're like, gosh, this is a lot more antiquated and it's a lot harder. A lot of you are still investing with a flip phone mentality and you're not actually caught up to the new generation of where things are. That's so important. We see that uh, at our other firms when they're they're diving in and going through and having reviews on the portfolio. So I want to challenge you if you have questions about what you're doing financially and to see if you qualify, uh, whether you're a young professional making a high higher income earnings, five, six, seven hundred thousand or more, whether you're a uh, uh, someone with one point five million or more, a private wealth division over at U.S. Private Wealth and Wall Private Wealth starts at twenty five million. And then we have a pro athlete division. So there's several divisions that you may uh, land in. My challenge to you to gain more information, to get more education is to head over to leanonthewall.com and uh, learn. Take some time and learn. Pick up a copy of my book, Retire Once, Retire Well. Listen, we have created these resources for people out there. Why? Here's what I know. Not everybody that listens to this show or watches what we do is going to be the right client for the financial firms that we have. And I get that. And that's why a lot of times I don't always talk about pushing to the to those firms. But one of the things I always want to be doing is sharing information and challenging people, challenging investors to educate themselves. The most empowering thing that you can do is learn more, become more proficient in what you're doing and why you're doing what you're doing. Be open to new ideas. Those things will help you grow in a capacity in a way maybe that you've never experienced before. And quite honestly, by doing that, and I think in a lot of ways, it'll aid and help bring a lot of peace of mind into your life. Why? Because you know that you're more researched, you're more focused, you've reached out, you've looking at and getting different ideas. Very, very important. Instead of just kind of being there and feeling somewhat like a victim, when your advisor says, hey, hang in there. It's going to come back. These are going to be rocky markets. Nothing we can do. Meanwhile, you're sitting there looking at your assets and investments and portfolio structure or family office structure and saying, gosh, I've worked all these years to build this. I don't want to just hang around and hope it works out. I really want to have a proactive plan. I want to challenge you to get that. Head over to leanonthewall.com. Listen, as always, my desire and goal for you is to be empowered and encouraged Share this show. Take that cell phone out that you're maybe listening to this via podcast on and share this show with someone that needs to hear it. Share this show with someone that you care about so they can start thinking a little bit differently about what they're doing. And as always, my desire is to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Be blessed. And until next time, have a good one. Keep in mind, the information shared on this show is not to be considered investment advisory advice. For specific recommendations based on your situation, make sure you reach out to a professional, whether it be financial, accounting, tax, attorney, or whatever you may need to help you find the information necessary to make good decisions.